Howdy and welcome to this, the 29th edition of the FPL Jingle. On this show you'll hear things like Liverpool fans no longer have hope but now belief in their title hopes after overcoming a nervy fixture in the Emirates and Palace did them a massive favour. The other Merseyside team secure relegation fears. Connell is losing to Steve Lyons in a playoff six-pointer in our fantasy league. We'll have our three tips in a Spicy Boy segment along with all the usual league updates. Let's get this show on the road. Alright listeners, sit down, you, you can smoke a fag and have a pint and you can just enjoy enjoy our sultry tones for the next 40 minutes or so. Uh, I've got two analysts with me this time, or, or one of them calls himself the co-host or whatever. Uh, Steve, what are you doing right now? Oh, happy Paddy's Day to you, Owen. Um, what I'm doing is <laughs> is uh, not drinking, because I told myself that I needed to be professional and come on and be somewhat coherent on this podcast, so you're welcome as co-host. That'll be a first. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, so am I. Um, I'm sure it won't go well, much like uh, your hosting of the episode. Let's uh, you know what it's just back and forth. Uh, we, we great banter. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ty, how are you, Ty Flynn? We have uh, a professional analyst, n- nonetheless, in Ty. I'm well. I'm well. I, I I appreciate this a recurring theme of you saying I'm a professional analyst, but it's definitely undeserved. I'm I I'm definitely not the fool that you two are from not drinking. I had pints earlier. It's Paddy's Day. Oh, I had to. pints earlier, but I had to stop. Oh, of course. Well, fair stone enough. cold sober. I went. I went to the. That's gym a change, huh? Here I am. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Not particularly happy about it, but here we are. I think you're going to be okay, on <laughs> yeah. because anytime we do this, you usually have to have at least one glass of whiskey before we start. Yeah, I don't know if the banter is going to be quite as whiffy off you. I'll probably make a run there after after <laughs> after a few moments. You know what? I, I'll get the sound of opening the bottle of whiskey and pouring it. I always love those noises. Great sounds. <laughs> Um, so we played some fantasy football this week. Uh, I don't want to discuss my week at all. So Stephen, as per usual, you had a handy fixture. Um, well, considering that I lost the last couple um, game weeks, which means that I didn't have a there, handy fixture. Slan, honestly, slander. That is slander. Owen is just trying to deflect from his terrible form. Top well, of the li- literally, Ty. What I was about to do is I was, I was about to st- talk about Owen's matchup anyway, instead of my own. Yeah. Because which which oh, yeah. I think I'll do right now. So um, yeah, let's. Connor Skeen scored seventy six. Sorry, yeah, seventy six points. Me, Owen, meanwhile, scored a measly sixty eight. And has okay. lost his matchup to Connor Skeen and is potentially losing his grip on first place. Um, as mm-hmm. we go down through it, both teams had Allison. Um, one had Connor had Eric Dyer. Owen had Matt Doherty. Um, Connor had John Stones. Uh, uh, Owen had Omeric Laporte. And then where it kind of differs is that uh, Connor had Kieran Tierney and Owen had Tubble Arsenal defence, which, considering the loss to Liverpool, didn't go well. Um, both had Coutinho, both had Martinelli, Connor had Kulosevsky uh, for 11, Owen had Bilva for 3, both had Luis Diaz, um, Connor had Harry Kane, uh, Owen had Son, uh, Connor had Maris and Charlison, and Owen had Mane. So, yeah, it kind of tells you the, the, the story of the week. And, uh, yeah, long may it continue. Uh, more losses on the cards, I sure hope. Absolutely not. Uh Unfortunately for me, I left uh, the much-dropped Cristiano Ronaldo on my bench with 14 points, Oof. although Connor left two Chelsea boys on the bench there. Havertz and 
Rudiger. Yeah. With a whole pile of points. Twelve but, between uh, them. Yeah, look, um, nice to be in good form. Nice to be scoring high uh, as we come into the playoffs. Yeah, it must be nice uh, scoring high and still losing, though. Very arguable to say that you're in good form as well. I mean, are you? Fantastic That's... form. Well, I think I'm third or fourth highest scorer in the league. Mm. And I'm just, I'm, I'm grooving, baby. <laughs> kind of put a serious doubt over that third or fourth highest scorer. Yeah, put an asterisk near that. Uh, it's not. Uh, no, he, he not. is third in fairness. Um, so yeah, I'm great. Um, <laughs> Are you Steve? now? That's good. It's, uh, I, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine. Those major Ross vibes <laughs> off of that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Big time. Um, Steve, you managed to overcome Mark's six players. Uh, I think it was, Somehow. was it six? Somehow. Oh, it was yeah, a real was. fight there yeah, for it you, it seemed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, if I kind of had half an eye towards week thirty with the um, with the fo- with the five and now four fixtures going on um, in terms of bringing players in to have enough for that against Thomas. But yeah, Lloris, um, Cancelo, Eric Dyer, Matip, uh, Robertson, Kulusevski, and Salah, uh, big big hitters for me, especially Matip and Robertson with thirty points combined. So yeah, easy enough game. Um, Mark never really gave me much trouble. Yeah, considering three, three. considering he had Marcus Alonso, Reese James, and Luke Shaw in his team, and all didn't play. Oh, and Bruno didn't play either. Actually, mm-hmm. would you believe I offered Mark Ronaldo for Reese James? Oof. He wouldn't. He wouldn't take it, which was fair from enough a man, at the time. From I, a United fan, taking it well, either. It's tough. No, no one would. No. no. Um, so an easy win for yourself. A gutting loss for Winnie the Pooh. Don't mention my team name enough on this pod. And no. Tig, Tig, Tig. Yeah, How, yeah, yeah. How's it going? It's not great. There's, it's all. We are recording this on St. Patrick's Day, as we said. So I have a little bit of hope with Newcastle this evening. Might dig out my week. I'm, I'm, I'm projected to lose though to Mark Gary. Unfortunately, I. The only thing keeping me in my week, more or less, was Connor Cody getting a goal in a clean sheet. Once more, my ethos of defense wins. Fantrax has been pretty pretty close. Uh, they have gotten me a grand total of about twenty four, I think. No, thirty of my points for the week. So it's uh, forty eight to fifty nine currently. It's probably going to stay that way. I have Matt Target to come in and Chris Wood to play, but uh, I'm not very confident. Mark Mark Gary, as as much of a bastard man as he is, and an apprentice of our of our king resident bastard man, Paddy. Um, He's actually got a pretty decent team. He's got he's got Rudiger, he's got Van Dijk, he's brought in Ben Davies. Kai Havertz has turned a form, turned a corner into good form recently, and he's he's his team is not overly impressive, but it's doing enough for him to be in and around the top end of the league where he's he's at the business end of things at the moment. So, what's most disappointing for me is you know the the middle of the table right now is it's so tight. I think we might mention it later, but I believe there might only be one result between fifth place and two results between fifth place and eleventh. I think so. It's the the there's two different playoff berths of of five, fifth to eighth and ninth to twelfth that could be decided in the last three weeks. So, it's an exciting time and a perilous time to be the manager of Taker Points. Uh, I let him. I let him pick up Jaden Sancho this week. I didn't go for him, and I'm. Was that a big mistake? I don't think so. No, I. 
I'm not confident in Manchester United digging things out. Ronaldo getting the three goals against Tottenham this week was just him. I think it was him having a spirit of old Manchester United and thinking, lads, it's Tottenham, and just went out there and got some goals. Because we all saw their goal. I imagine we saw their match against Atletico during the week, and I don't think Manchester United are an asset that you should be clamouring to get to be a part of. I, I do think I do think Sancho I do think Sancho is going to improve as the season goes on. I think he's starting to find a bit find his footing a bit at United, so I wouldn't be surprised if he started um, returning a, a bit more often. He's getting a groove, but I think it's going to really come to the fore once playoffs have already been decided. And depending on your positioning, now for Owen, it may have been something that he should have brought up, but otherwise, uh, I, I, it, depending on you yourself and where your fan trust, where you are in your fantasy leagues, listener, uh, be cautious about picking up a United defender. Mm, I held, I held Connor Gallagher, and I think I think it was a mistake. We'll we'll move on to the results from this week, Steve. As you as we mentioned, yeah, well, they're not even results yet. Should we read them out? Uh, we yeah, will. We, most, most of them are most, re- relatively yeah, decided. Yeah, most yeah. of them are pretty we'll much decided. My my, I had a win over Mark Clossy. Steve has a has an incoming win over Connell McMullen, unless Ryan Fraser can pull nine points out of the bag. Uh, you have your loss to Connor Owen. We just mentioned that. And I just realized that um, I actually have a prepared statement from Connor that he wanted me to read out on the pod. Oh, well, hold on now. Richarlison might score guess. five own goals. Uh, yeah, he's going to go in ridiculously lower to Connor's score. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what he'll do? He'll score four own goals and then get himself sent off. So, um, yeah. Magic. Thank you. I out, love your belief. I'll read out the statement anyway. It says... Um, it was the commissioner this week to fall versus me, and that makes three in a row. If only he'd put faith in the best striker in the world off the bench, Cristiano Ronaldo could have been a different story. Silly boy. And a shout-out to Steven. Uh, it was his previous spicy boy, Kulazewski, that was the difference in this game. Cheers. So, nice shout-out to me there as well, which um, I actually didn't know. Because I actually had never read... I didn't read out that message until just now. Oh, but, yeah. Nice. Ah, live Connor skiing live on the podcast <laughs> fuck that guy maybe I'm going to get him on the pod again just to give him he's actually coming up uh, he's coming that. up tomorrow for the weekend so I don't know if you're around Tyg might be we'll find out we'll find out ooh spooky mm. yeah, we'll, we'll follow up <laughs> next week on the pod <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did tune in next week <laughs> next week on the FPL jingle Homer away um, uh, yeah so then Lovely. continuing on uh, Mitchell has a win over Owen Dillon um, Paddy has a win over Carl Connolly boo, uh, boo Team Autodraft looks like it's going to get a win over Andy um, nice. we mentioned Mark's uh, potential win over Tyg. Um John Scanlon looks like he's going to edge out a win over Thomas and Porrick looks like he's going to edge a win over uh, Gary um, and it has to be said, edge a win because he has a good six, seven more players. I think does he? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's like nineteen players. Oh to yeah, 12, you're right. So it's like, like yeah, it's like uh, I think it's like nineteen or or eighteen players to to twelve. Yeah, so just pure numbers. Yeah, a real paddy ball. Um, is like is paddy ball. To call paddy it. ball. So um, Boric, yeah, you could call Boric paddy too. No, no, no. Ah, it's pa- it's he doesn't deserve. Tactics, no, I wouldn't call him a paddy though. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be labelled like that. Poor, if you're listening, you're not, you're not like that. Don't worry. Potty? Potty <laughs> ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so it, the table isn't updated no, just yet. No, but, but um, in terms of the top yeah. four, what's well, going to happen is Steve's going to get to within two points of you, Owen. Uh, Paddy's going to stay within um, three points or two points of Steve. 
and then I'm gonna um, stay within three point or a point of Paddy. This this, this uh, sorry, this this table actually isn't updated. Oh. We're, we're reading the table from the week before. Oh well, silly me. But it has to be said, there's not going to be much change. The biggest change is going to be in around the middle, whereby yeah. uh, Connor, Connor Skeen and Porg are going to get up ahead of Carl Connolly, and Carl Connolly is going to drop back into the middle with the 10 to 11, 12 to range. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, whoever gets that those 7 and 8 spots is going to be delighted because, as we always say, fucking rubbing arse tight. Rubbing. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for the intro. Uh, yeah, it's it's the the playoff race is, is is heating up as always. We've no cup or Euro weeks this week. They're week thirty one and thirty two. So yeah, not next week, but the following two weeks. They'll be it'll be nice to get the cup final played between Playoff race is on the boil. It is boiling hot right now. The the we need to turn off the hob sooner, it's gonna overflow. <laughs> let let it overflow, as I I say. Game week 29 is still underway as we speak. Everton have to play Newcastle in in what might decide whether they stay up this season. The results we have so far are Liverpool beat Brighton 2-0. Brentford beat Burnley 2-0. Ronaldo scored a hat-trick to beat Spurs 3-2. Chelsea beat Newcastle 1-0. Leeds beat Norwich 2-1. And Wolves beat Everton 1-0. West Ham beat Villa 2-1. And Southampton lost to Watford 1-2. Arsenal beat Leicester 2-0 and Palace held City to a 0-0, spicing up the title race. Spurs beat Brighton 2-0, Liverpool beat Arsenal 2-0 and that's what we have so far. We're going to cover three games. I'll I'll get my one out of the way, I'll I'll do my bit of work for the pod. Uh, United beat Spurs 3-2. Yeah, so a Ronaldo hat-trick is the story of the game, along with being poor at defending. They somehow get make up for it with their with their their star boy, uh, Ronaldo scores uh, in the twelfth minute with an assist from Fred. Uh, then Kane scores a penalty. Uh, Ronaldo then scoring off a Sancho assist two one, and he finishes it. Uh, sorry, Hart Maguire then scores his own goal uh, running backwards and and not a bad finish if he intended it. And then Ronaldo finishes his hat trick three two, uh, as we mentioned. United using a star man, I suppose, to get their three goals and and delighted to have it. It would be a completely different story if this had been a draw or a loss. Spurs not able to compete with the big boys yet. If if Man United even is one of them, um, they'll be happy. I think that indicates the level that Spurs are at that they have to consider a loss against United against one of the big boys because Man United are definitely not one of the biggest boys in the league right now. No, no, I would say talking about six sevens here you're talking about you know you're looking at the best of the rest in this game here almost yeah uh, absolutely uh what was difficult to watch i thought was mcguire's own goal he uh looks completely defeated and 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 then to make matters worse he was subbed in the atletico game uh he's uh, as Tyg said, a shell of a man. He, he was he a is. bit unlucky, I think, for his own goal. Try and give him to try and I suppose give him some sort of slack if there if I can, because Christian Romero is in an offside position, and looking, I probably do, he probably thinks that there's a player behind him. He doesn't know that he's offside, and he thinks I have to play the ball. Whereas if he doesn't play the ball. If he even just lets it run through his legs, Romero just probably taps it into the net and then is given offside. Instead, he plays the ball 
and cons- I would agree. I would agree with you. Apart from the consistent two-year pattern of Harry Maguire ha- has been like he has been consistently making these sorts of mistakes where he's lunging because of his positioning. He's he's not covered the right angle of a run. He's he's. <sighs> It's there, it's like he's playing for Hull there, still. There was but it, there was one example that I really thought was was bad, and it was in the United game, and it was their it was the second goal, or was it the, the first one? Basically, the ball comes in from the left hand side, and I think I think some De Gea saves it or something, and instead of Maguire like um, booting it out, uh, he lets it roll in between his legs, and then it falls to like Crazy. a City defender who squares it, and then I think De Bruyne scores. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you doing? Like, what's the thought process there? Oh, yeah, I'll just let the ball lie, play live in the box and we'll be grand. Like, I just I don't know. It's a mark of... He has no conscious decision-making. It is, it's something that I'm not sure that is recoverable at this point. I don't think he can really continue to have... I would be shocked if he had a successful Manchester United career after this season. Um, would be, he may well be an okay career. He may stay for another to the end of his contract, but he he's not he's not at it. I don't know. Phil Jones what is still at the club. The... I would take Phil Jones over. What him I mean right is now, like, based on how Phil Jones played. Yeah, what I mean, I mean, I well, what I mean is like Phil Jones has been known for his comical and poor performances for United, and he's still been there over a decade. But uh, yeah, but he has a bit of heart. He's got the uh, heart. Well, he's... Yeah, we all have hearts. <laughs> like that's what keeps us alive. <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on. What do we think of the What do we think of the rise of Fred? Oh, it's it's definitely it's now at a point where it has to be the only thing you admire of Man United season. He has been a completely changed man. the The way he played in this game against Tottenham was a completely different midfielder. He he played such lovely link up play. He was very tenacious. He he got into good biting tackles. He didn't make a. Now I won't say he made no mistakes, but he made some mistakes, but much less than he normally did previously. Ragnick has changed him and no one else. It's great to see it because he was he was the Maguire of the team for a while. Mm-hmm. Ty, you watched the Palace City game in nil nil. Uh, were, were Palace good or were City bad? A little bit of both. I wouldn't say City were bad because they created loads of chances. They controlled the ball. They played good football. They just couldn't quite get past what was a resolute Palace. It, it's one of those nil nils that's an entertaining game and probably should have been three one. Um, Man City just couldn't break down Palace when they needed to. There was an element of luck for, for, for Chris Palace, obviously, as you need against one of the top four in the league. But City hit the post twice. They had 19 shots. They they had tons of things going on. Palace had a lot of standout players that caused City problems. I think Elise back from injury in the second half of the season has looked great. Mateta keeping Eduard out. Those two as a rotating idea of a striker. If if you're looking for someone for your fantasy league to pick up, those are two good options. They may not score too often, but they're worth a punt. Connor Gallagher, I think, is going to be man is going to be City's or sorry, is going to be Chelsea's answer to their whole transfer problems in the summer if they keep the sanctions because he has to play for them next season with mm. how well he's played for Crystal Palace. He's been incredible. Nah. Um uh, he might, he probably won't, but I would say he should. He's been him incredible. and him and uh, Mason for, Mount are the same player. Yeah, they are, I suppose. And there's and not so going to be much Cat- does a bit him. does a bit more work, or at least he had to at West Brom. Maybe doesn't do it as much with Palace, but I, I don't he, think he, they're the same. They're no, very I, similar. They're probably not the same. They're similar, and I think Mount won't be displaced by Gallagher. But I think he's a very good option in well, terms of their sanction issues that they have. I don't think he's going to with, replace. Yeah, but, but with two, the system Tuchel likes to play with the wing backs doesn't lend itself for many positions in the midfield, and you have to have at least 
you have to have at least Kante and Jorginho really in that midfield. So Mason Mount typically then it starts out in one of the wider positions and then kind of drifts inside. And I don't know. I'd like him in a Kovacic role. I wouldn't see him as being any... I could see him easily overtaking Kovacic in that Chelsea team because he's mm, played... Kovacic he deserves a, a spotlight. Midfielder. Yeah, he is a better defensive midfielder. That, But the story of this game really isn't that Palace did well or that any individual Palace players did well. It's that City were a little bit wasteful with the good opportunities they had uh, the only one I want to focus on, really, Laporte missed two outright sitters, in my opinion. A header in, towards the very end of the game from a great De Bruyne ball at a free kick and a, a rebound from a post that he missed the, that, that came at him very fast. I wouldn't blame him for that yeah. one. Yeah, it, it, was an, it was a sitter. He missed it, but it, it came very fast. If it was a striker, <laughs> he definitely should have scored. Taken he, a touch he should have done better with it. Yeah. Could have done, should have done better with it. But I think the biggest issue in this game for me is Jack Grealish is becoming a noticeable problem at Man City now. It makes no sense that they bought him. He, when he plays, when he plays, he does the same thing that Bernardo Silva does, but he doesn't offer a different option. It, it's a hundred million that they should have spent on Kane. And every time I watch City now, I, I, I can't get past the fact that he's. He's now a small fish in a big pond. It's funny you mention that. Was at Aston Villa. It's funny you mention that because. Um, City were only just going on about how he's kind of coming into a rich vein of form considering I suppose you would take it into account the context of his season that he's starting to um, do a bit more for City and, and is improving and I think it'll take I think it'll take time because I don't think anyone uh, has come into Man City and hit the ground running bar maybe one or two players like a De Bruyne or something there's usually time to bet in and adapt to the system and then they, you see improvements over time um yeah, I, I think I, I, I think I, it's I, too early to say that 100 million pounds was a, was a waste of time because he's still a young player developing. We know he can. We know the level he can play at, where he can carry a team by himself. He's a, a brilliant footballer, yeah. I, but I he think, just, uh, it what, just doesn't make sense to me. What 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 stands to your point, Tyg, is 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 that it's not working out at the moment. Uh, City made no subs and and have no striker all season. Uh, I was amazed they didn't bring on Sterling. Probably was Amazed a game that, 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 that you'd like to be bringing on a man up top in. Uh, yeah, but we'll we'll, it, we'll it, move along then, uh, Steve. You you have eyes on the the Arsenal loss to Liverpool. Uh, oh, am I talking about the loss to Liverpool? I thought I was talking about the win over Leicester. Uh, no, I, go in over Leicester. That's more fun. Uh, I'll t- I'll briefly touch on both. Give us give us, a, give us an Arsenal rundown. Uh, a brief, yeah, a brief, if you can, if you can, in brief. Yeah, you know what, Owen? Like you know, after your ev- after your your every man performance and talking about the United Spurs <laughs> game that you definitely definitely watched. Um, yeah, I'll get, he, he didn't read a stats uh, list. A brief, no, I'll definitely not. Touch on these two games, which can. I did watch in its entirety. Um, so yeah, Le- uh, Liverpool. Uh, sorry, got the better of Arsenal in the the most recent fixture. Um, Arsenal were pretty uh, resilient in the first half. Stout defence didn't really give them much, um, apart from some balls into the box from the half spaces from Trent and Robertson. Um, second half had really opened up a bit more, and Arsenal probably had the best chance of the uh, of the half at the point where um, Allison got robbed of the ball when he was trying to play it out the back. Lacazette plays it into Odegaard, and Odegaard, Allison scrambling, uh, Van Dijk and Matip are running to get back on the line, and Odegaard takes a shot, and uh, Allison manages to save it with his arm, tip it over for a corner. Um, from that stage, then it was just Liverpool being clinical and taking their two chances. Uh, Jota um, scores a goal from the left hand side, sneaking sneaking a pass Ramsdale on the inside of his near post. Uh, Ramsdale really should have done better in that in that position, but look, he's having a, still having a great season, so you can't really knock him too much. 
they make a couple of substitutions up top. They bring on Salah and Firmino and take off Diaz and Jota, and that whole that front three links up again. Uh, well, Robertson brings in a, a, a ball in the box from the left hand side, and Firmino does a a cheeky little dink um, from the six yard line and, and scores and makes it two 0 And from, from that stage, it kind of felt like both teams kind of kind of just uh, ran out the clock. Um, neither team really looked like they're trying to give it everything. Um, but Arsenal played pretty well up until that point. I think the the goal, the first goal, just kind of deflated them. But you know they'll take the they'll take the positives out of it. And in previous seasons, that that result would have been way worse. And then just and what what do you think of uh, Smith Rowe um, no longer having a starting position? Uh, it's been like that. I think for, that's the only it's worry. It's been like that for a that's long time. Worry. though. Um, he hasn't been starting games since around December. Odegaard's been uh, that um, ten role and Martinelli's been on that left wing and I don't see that changing anytime soon Martinelli's electric whenever he gets on the ball there's about three or four occasions when he skint Alexander-Arnold and one occasion when he skint him and Henderson with a with a cheeky nutmeg and just wasn't able to get la- on the, the, the pass Lacazette um, I was going to say there's absolutely no way that Smith-Rowe is going to get rid of Odegaard from that team either because no. the Leicester game the way that Odegaard played during this 2-0 win for Arsenal against Leicester was nothing short of the best yeah, you can see that, from a creative midfielder that was going to be my segue <laughs> uh, well uh, I, did, I gave it to you yeah. um, so because Odegaard is a very integral part of that team now not only uh, not only what he does on the ball as Tiger alluded to with his um his interlinking play, um, he's he's kind of like a, how do I put it, he's kind of like a shield or like a wall in that like whenever you pass the ball, he like just brings, he loves the little one-twos and he'll give it back to you. On he's a, what he's what Ozil should have been, is what he is. Well, Ozil was this until, his, until, he, until he wasn't. <laughs> like, until he got a massive contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it seems to be the curse at Arsenal at the moment. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just kind of plays the ball back to you in the perfect weight and, and direction for the most part. Um, yeah, Leicester uh, didn't really have that many chances in this game they had one game uh, one ch- header that uh, Mar- uh, Ramsdale made a great save from even Brendan Rodgers was surprised that it didn't go in um, they, they showed a little <laughs> clip of his reaction um, but Arsenal got the win here through um, a lack of penalties make it 2-0 and then um, who was it that got the first Parity header yeah thank you uh, Leicester continuing their poor form from set pieces and uh, Arsenal scoring from a corner, uh, further proving that their set piece coach is far superior to theirs. <laughs> um, but yeah, Arsenal dominated this game from the moment from the kickoff. Really, Leicester didn't really get much of a sniff. Uh, they really missed Jamie Vardy. Um, mm. But Arsenal making a, a nice push now for that um, that top four spot, and they have let, uh, nice. Aston Villa coming up at the weekend is going to be a key fixture. Nice. So oh, looking good for Arsenal, and not a bad segue. Because they're one of the few teams that do play next week, and we'll get a review on that now. Would you not say next? No, now. This should be easy. We've only the four games to take a look at in our three tips and spicy boy segment. Uh, coming up, you'll have Wolves versus Leeds, Villa take on Arsenal, Leicester versus Brentford, and Spurs will play West Ham. So. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't fucking make our t- our tips, lads. We didn't make the obvious ones. So there's no, there's no obvious ones here. Like it's there is nothing obvious. It's not enough. Just, there's not you enough. You just have to get as many players as you can get your hands on and pray for the best. Like that's it. There's only there there, and there it, five was bad enough, and then the Watford uh, Everton game got postponed as well. So four games. Will there be a clean it, sheet this week? 
It also uh, so happens that there's only there's only one group that you could actually point yeah. out as a game that there's the Leicester Brentford is the only one you're actually going to look at as a thing of like definite these things get results offensively and Wolves are the only team that you're like uh, definitely get on board defensively. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, there will there be a clean sheet to go back to your point on. Uh, probably. Mm. I think Arsenal might get a clean sheet against Villa. Um, I'm not sure about that. I don't. I, I like Villa a lot defend, uh, offensively. It's, I think Wolves is your best bet for a clean sheet. It's no. the game of the season for Arsenal. It's not it the is, game of the yeah. season, but it's ridiculous it's that we uh, that that on, that in, game of the season. It's ridiculous game. that in such a short game of the season. Game of the season, honestly. <laughs> but I just put down my headphones, and you guys can just carry <laughs> on. Like, honestly, uh, the fact that they no continue your point. The fact that they have to uh, play a half twelve on Saturday when there's only three other fucking fixtures going on. Just move it's it. Crazy. Just move it to two o'clock on the Sunday. Like it's a re- it's yeah. ridiculous. I can't believe they're making half, us do fi- this. half five, half five in the half five in the Saturday. But like, I mean, Liverpool got an extra day's rest. They played at half twelve on the Saturday. We played at two oh, o'clock um, on the Sunday, and then we had to play Liverpool. And now we have to. Now we have conspiracy. another three day turnaround for this game against Villa. It's conspiracy. What Owen? Are you going to complain if that, again? If that wasn't spicy enough, we have our three <laughs> spicy boys. Tig, will you sing it in for us? Three tips and a spicy boy. I think that's close to what the last I one was. I can't remember. Uh, it's close enough. Uh, <laughs> I think he did, well, like, I think he did like a whole diddle-oo thing at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, do, 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 do. No, that's the more you know. Oh, well, it's fine. <laughs> that actually, the more you know it fits for a spicy boy. So I'm going to say does. that my spicy boy for this week, uh, it's not overly spicy because we've actually just talked about this person on the podcast in the last segment. Martin Odegaard is going to get a return this week. Uh, he is was his first name Martin. Martin Odegaard, yes, no he's way. Norwegian. I yeah, no yeah. Would you believe? Oh, really it? letting his fancy <laughs> knowledge shine. He's uh, fancy knowledge shining through exactly. But he has been he's been wonderful. I've watched a good bit of Arsenal, both live games when I can and their highlights uh, when I can't. But Odegaard has looked amazing. He 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 looks like the promise of a sixteen year old who went to Real Madrid for multiple millions of pounds. He's going to get either a goal or an assist this weekend against Aston Villa. I feel. And as an addendum to that spicy boy, I'm willing to go on the record here in the podcast uh, that Arsenal are going to secure a top four. They, they they're going to be in the top four by the end of the season. They it's have their games in hand. Over to lose. Yeah, they have the games in hand. They are mo- much better formed than the rest of the lads that are juking it out there. They may even overtake Chelsea in third at the way they're going, but I'm not going to go that far. No, we won't um, catch Chelsea. That's my spicy boy. Oh, sorry, did I? I meant to say Chelsea. Yeah, I think they may even take overtake Chelsea in third. Ah, they, but they I'm going to say Odegaard. Odegaard to get a goal or an assist this weekend. Get out, get in on that. Put on the Scoville levels. Okay, Odegaard to return. Um, yeah, yep. they have a tough game against Villa, but he. As you mentioned uh, during the pod, he's in red-hot form. Steve, did you pick out something nice for your spicy boy of the week? Yeah, I did. Um, we were talking about before that, like, oh, Dan James is having a good season and like, what are you, he's doing a good job up top. But I just had a quick look at the stats here. He's got four goals and three assists so far this season. He's got more yellow cards than he does. Um, either of those, but no, no. seven seven goal returns for this Leeds team is good for them. They oh, have been terrible. Well. Again, it's a low bar. Um, but uh, my spicy boy is that Bamford, who came back and started for the team last week, is going to start uh, play for them again. He's going to score, and Leeds are going to get a score draw with Wolves 
Uh, I don't think they'll win the game, but I think they'll, they'll get a point out of it and, and really put, a, put Everton under pressure. Mm. Okay. That is spicy this week. It's fun. So That's fun. And then for me, it's, it's I have a good feeling about Brentford. Good feeling about Brentford and <laughs> Ericsson this week. I mean, I, looking at it I, here, I like is it a good feeling cuz you like you I, go you read through yeah. it and then we'll, I'll I'll say what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe I won't. I'm going to change. No, I'm not. I don't I don't I don't I don't want what's coming at the end of this. It doesn't sound nice. Is it ever with you? I'm, I'm going to say Brentford win, Ericsson assist. Okay, now I can't say anything. Fair enough. I also just don't think that's... Leicester aren't in great form, but Brentford have Brentford have turned a corner recently. Ericsson looks okay. I'm, I'm, I, you're very confident in that for what is a hedging bet. I, I think they have a decent chance of getting a result. I'm not sure if they're... I guess that's what Spicy Boy's for, isn't it? It's kind of, yeah, it's in the name. It's not like... If it's not, if it's not that, that's that's what you listen for. That's what you listener listen for. <laughs> All right, that's our three tips and a spicy boy. In game week thirty, Steve M is going to take on the mighty Thomas Ivory. Andy Harrington is going to take on Connell. Call with a predicted score of nine point one nine will take on Team Autodraft. John Scanlon will take on Connor Skeehan. Mitchell Barr versus you, Ty Flynn. Mark Gary will take on the predicted score of five for Gary Fowley. Uh, Paddy is going to play Owen uh, Dillon. Porik Sheehan will play Mark Clossy. And number one and two, Owen and Steve Lines are going to take each other on in this four-game game week. Uh, lads, do you have anyone at all in your teams or what's the crack? Not not a great not a great look at list of players. All right, it's going to have to be some changes in in take your points nation over here. There's going to it's it's too tight in the middle to have to just sit on maybe four players. I'm going to be looking to pick some people up. I don't know about you, Stephen. Um, so how many yeah. players have you, Steve? Yeah, so I'll have a keeper at the very least. Anyway, I'll have either Ramsdale or Lloris. I'll have Eric Dyer as a defender. But then after that, I don't know if I'll have any more defenders because I'll have. Matip, Robertson, <laughs> Thiago Silva, and Cancelo, who are all pretty much undroppable. If I, if I, if I dropped them, I'd never get... You I wouldn't get them him. back. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, I, I'm going to start Bowen, even though it says that he might not be out, available for this game. Uh, Pedence will start, Kulazewski will start, Madison will start, Danny Ings will start, and I'll be bringing in one other player um, as a, a forward uh, for this game, game week to try and increase my chances against Thomas who I think I'll have about six, six or seven players himself yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a game week that there's going to be possibilities of getting wins if you if so, you so, have so, the right players because if there's, you, if you, there's such a limited pool of people that are going to get results this weekend there's only four games there's only so many people that can actually get scores yeah if you've got your team you're, you're probably going to win Tig, how many of you Oh, who do I have as of right now? I've got Fabianski and goal up against Tottenham. I've got a full slate of defenders. I'm going to start three defenders, Connor Cody, Gabriel, and Tyrone Mings. Now, where I'm lacking is in the forward and midfield department, where I have I have two out of a total of six possible players. So it's going to need to be looking to bring some people in. I can't drop, can't be dropping De Bruyne or Mount, and I can't really be dropping... Well, Sterling is he's kind of on the button right now. He hasn't scored in three weeks, but then he had 11 points in the week before that. So 
I'm I'm facing difficult decisions in my game week. I think I'm going to try and target. It, it, there's some teams there, like I said in the last section. I think you're going to try and target Le- Leicester and Brentford attackers, Wolves defenders, and mm, yeah, there's probably about it. Everything else is going to be a punt. In my league, there is Ronaldo on the waiver wire, but I assume everybody's going to be going for him because after three goals, he can't help but put in a punt for one of the best four players yeah. of all time. You'll have to... Very interesting and spicy if you did end up dropping Sterling. I'm going to finish on six players. I'll have three defenders in Doherty and the double Arsenal defence. I'll have Martinelli, Coutinho and Son. So five of my players will be playing against each other and Hyungmin Son will score six or seven goals that'll do it he's more or less all he's what you're hoping to do yeah. you've nothing else there and you're not going to be dropping people are you because you're nice and comfortable in your top four position i am and i haven't so, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> things could go against me but uh, yeah if everyone plays against each other then i should be okay um that's gonna how are you it. feeling about the match up with number two this weekend i mean you're up against the second place behind you steven Lyons. is he breathing down your neck um, I like you know. I'm obviously not too concerned about finishing first. To just get continue to finish in the top four. Um, I, you know, like when you look at six players, you can never really feel confident. But you, it, if you have a team that's worth holding players in, it's really a roll of the dice this week. You know, like you're going into a week with six mm-hmm. players, two of them mightn't play. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. it's it's ludicrous this week. Um, which, but you know what? That's why we play fantasy football. Uh, that's why we love it. That's going to do it for the 29th episode of the FPL Jingle. Uh, if you, the listener, want to get in touch with us, the podcasters, you can do so on Discord. There's a link to that in the podcast description. You can also see us on Twitter. That's at the FPL Jingle. And you can see the league. There's a link to the league in the podcast description. Any closing statements, gentlemen? Yeah, that's the most polished and informative you sound at any point in the whole podcast. The thing you've practiced 28 times on, I have to say. I'm, I'm almost, almost getting it. Yeah. Just, you know, a few more goals. A few more goals. Um, <laughs> my closing statement will be, like, you know the sign of a good team is that they can they can win even when they're not playing well? Like, yeah. I, I, I can it. say that we've probably done a, a good podcast even though we, we weren't at 100%, or at least I wasn't anyway. But, I mean, own, own hey, never hey. is, so I have to kind of go 150% <laughs> just to make up for him. You're lucky You're lucky that I'm here going 200%. Bringing yeah, exactly, Ty. I appreciate you bringing the energy. Yeah. So. I, like, I like yeah. to think that I bring people down. You bring them down to their, <laughs> your right, level right, and beat them with experience. Rather, I'd like to yeah. drag people down yeah. rather than them bringing me up. I don't let that happen. I do sometimes get the feeling like there is someone clutching at my heels and everyone walking up the stairs. That does make sense. <laughs> my closing statement for the week is Have a great Paddy's Day, everybody out there around the world. And if you're not celebrating today, go hard over the weekend. Embrace the alcoholism. Go for it. Mm-hmm.